Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your host, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in checking in with players and seeing who we should sit who we should start all that fun stuff and for those who are a little more advanced don't worry we got some stuff for you too yeah so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning we're going to change that for you if you never played before and you feel like hey i think i'd like to play this and i think i'd like to win my first time through we're here for you too let's make this happen get some w's let's get it welcome back to folding the cheese it's your boy k troll on the mic today Excited for this Tuesday, another great week of NFL action. I am joined, as always, by the Dustin Henderson to my Mike Wheeler. Stranger Things, y'all. Ethan Gelfan, E, what's happening? Well, I actually just got back from Science Camp, but I am actually now on location uh from i'm in michigan even though i live here i went to the lions we didn't lose a game parade so i'm here you can hear all the adoring fans just yelling and screaming that they didn't lose this week so uh you hear that right it's it's a it's, it's a madhouse yeah i can tell i can see in the video yeah the picture i mean it's, it's like a pretty crazy scene behind you yeah. as well uh there's like a stray dog so it's pretty cool but uh hey congrats to those lions and not losing so good job guys there's a man on fire and uh Somebody got stabbed in the heart with a trident, probably, right? Uh, yes, Brick. That is correct. That, that is, is correct. correct. <laughs> and people awesome. are just holding lamps and loving them. But, I mean, I, I know we're going with Stranger Things, so it does feel like the upside down that we that the Lions didn't lose. So I can tell that. you, this, this whole week was another upside down week. This is two weeks in a row. It's been absolutely oh. wild. Upside down yeah. yet again. Check this list of, of highlights that I accumulated for us here. <laughs> so the Dolphins win their second straight game. And in doing so, beat the six and two Ravens. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So first of all, who, break, who up, break up the Dolphins. Break them up. They're, they're on a two-game winning streak. Watch out, people. Watch out. The Jags took the Colts to the wire one week after beating the Bills. The Lions, of course, tied the Steelers, which was just absurd. I mean, that was a who wants to lose more kind of game, right? I'm out. Did you watch? I mean, I, we might be going into this a little bit later, but did you watch overtime of that game? I caught well. I had it on GameCast going like Stat Tracker going because I, of course, I had Hawkinson who gave me a great big bagel. Right. And I was thinking <laughs> if ever he's going to come through, maybe it'll be overtime. Maybe he'll do something. I had Deontay Johnson on the Steelers, so I was like, Ooh, overtime, dagger. great. This is fantastic. <laughs> you know, Deontay gets a fumble, Fryermuth gets a fumble, Lions miss a field goal. I was just like, everybody's just, just like, nah. We don't want it. You don't want to win. But the best part is they were interviewing Najee Harris after the game, and he didn't know that games could end in a tie. They're like, oh. <laughs> He's you like, know, after, uh, I was on the bench ready for my uh, next session of overtime. Exactly. He's like, I was just getting ready. I was like, uh, no, buddy, the uh, game's over. But... Well, what's crazy <laughs> is like when he saw there's a 10 minute clock, did he not think, did he think seriously think there's going to be another 10 minute clock? <laughs> like, <laughs> like 10 like, more minutes. Weird time, but let's yeah. go with it. I'm fine with this. So, yeah, it's wild. It is kind of funny. Like, the, I mean, the NFL overtime rules are so bizarre anyway, but the fact that so many players don't, like, he, he wasn't the only one. There was right. a handful they talked about that didn't know that there was a, a tie. That's right. 
Uh, it is weird. And they've been changing them the last couple of years too. So like they can't it, it used to just be like first points wins. And it was like, well, it's not fair to the team that loses the coin flip. And right. Uh, okay. Well, then you have to score a touchdown first, but if you don't score a touchdown, the team gets a chance. And if you score a touchdown first, then you win. But if yeah. you don't, then anybody can score anything. And you. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think there's something about a safety too. Like, I think if you get it, I think if a team gets a safety, it's over. Cause then I guess they would get the ball back too. Right, because that would technically be their possession, but we digress. Yeah, we digress. Uh, and other and other upside down news: the Panthers curb stomped the Cardinals. <laughs> um, Cam Newton, Cam Newton sighting. Uh, Washington basically curb stomped Tampa Bay, beat them by ten. Yeah. I mean, that was just nuts. The Niners last night curb stomped the Rams, which of course I picked the minus three and a half on the Rams for that one. Russell Wilson had his first game ever without a touchdown. And the Chiefs actually look like the Chiefs again. So it was just, everything was just like upside down. It was just terrible. Everything, yeah, just – I mean, I, I see demi-dogs all over the place. There's that – what was the name of the, the monster in the second season? Like the Dream Eater or something like that? Golly, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, no, I don't remember. It was the uh, the Mind Flare. The Mind, the mind Flare, that's right. That's yes. right. I think I saw eating, him out there. <laughs> eating dreams, yes. He was out there, Demi-Gorgon. Everybody's out there. Uh, yeah. We had some more injuries, unfortunately, this week as well. And uh, starting things off was a practice injury. This really sucks. Robert Woods yeah. towards ACL. That sucks, man. He was he was finally coming out of that slump he'd been in the beginning of the season. They just picked up OBJ. You thought, man, those three together is a, is a ridiculous combo. So he's out for the year. Uh, Van Jefferson and OBJ are going to benefit from that. Jefferson had seven targets last night. OBJ was kind of used sparingly. They didn't use him a ton. So right. I don't know that you're going to glean a lot from last night's game, but Jefferson got seven targets. He turned him into three catches, 54 yards. Not bad. Um, OBJ had three targets, two for 18. He was on the sideline a lot, uh, especially well, in the second half. With OBJ, I think the fact that he was even on so many offensive plays. I mean, originally they were just saying he was going to return punts, but then, you know, actually see him out there was, I don't know if that was out of necessity or like, ah, you can just jump right in. It's fine. But he was pretty much a non-factor. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll change. That'll uh, that'll reverse over time. Aaron Jones went down in the Packers game. He has an MCL sprain, which I think is good news. He avoided a major injury. It's yeah. a one to two week injury, but they've got a buy in three weeks. So my guess is he'll be out the next two weeks. AJ Dillon jumped in there and looked really good. He's a he's a proven backup. One of those handcuffs that we would say you got to have if you have Aaron Jones. He's going to yeah. be a monster with lead back duties. He's going to be an absolute monster. I mean, shoot, he was already a monster when Aaron Jones was healthy. He would be snaking TDs left and right because I have him in uh, my neighborhood league. I have Aaron Jones in my neighborhood league, and I get so pissed because uh, A.J. Dillon would steal all this stuff, man. <laughs> He's huge, man. He's uh, Quadzilla. <laughs> Quadzilla. He's, He's no Saquon Barkley quads, but uh, he's up there. So Dallas Goddard uh, suffered a concussion, and he'll be in protocol this week. Not sure if he will be returning. Keep an eye on that if you're tight end needy. Damien Harris ended up missing this game because of his concussion and Ramon J. Stevenson came in and balled out. Dude had 20 carries, well, hundred yards, two touchdowns. He was, he was good. And that was, that was just so crazy because they were both in concussion protocol. And it just, yeah. I mean, that just speaks to how crazy concussion as an injury is that, you know, it can affect two people so differently. Some people can be out for weeks and weeks and weeks, but then, you know, obviously Stevenson was able to come back. Um, yeah. I mean, I still think even when Harris comes back, it's his job to lose. Stevenson had a had a monster game. I mean, hell, the whole Patriots did. But I still think it's Damon Harris's job. Uh, yeah, I, think he's I agree. I do think that uh, Stevenson has had. I mean, his name has popped in the past, and he's been in the doghouse a bit, and he's back. And with a <laughs> game been- like this, if he's back out of the doghouse, 
I think he's earned some work either way, and he could be that third down back or even alternate series kind of thing with Damian. But Damian, Damian's the lead guy. I think he'll get his job back. I think Ramondre is actually just kind of hanging out in Will's uh, – what was it? That little clubhouse he made that's made That's, out right. Of sticks. <laughs> that's right. There he's got a fort. Yeah. yeah. That's his doghouse version. I, I wouldn't out. be surprised if Belichick has, like, access to that portal. And if so, he just pisses him, he just throws him the upside down. Like, just – no, just go in there. Get out of there. Bel- you know what? Belichick is probably the most likely person to be the Demi-Gorgon, honestly. <laughs> um, let's be real. Yes. Uh, let's see. Alvin Kamara was the late scratch against the Titans. He had some injury issues throughout the week, and we weren't sure if he's going to play or not. Mike, Mark Ingram came in, had a nice day. He's now the Saints' all-time leading rusher. They made sure to mention that 100 times in the broadcast, which, which is, is super, which is cool. I mean, it's really good for him. He, he passed Deuce McAllister. Deuce was at the game, yeah. play calling up, up in the booth. Um, he had 14 carries to 47 yards, four catches for 61 yards. He was good in the receiving game. And if you remember a couple of years ago, these two were both like top 15 backs together. Oh, yeah. So there's room for that. Um, Ingram is almost 32 is the only issue. Like he's getting old. So we don't know. Uh, but he's worth he's, he'd be worth a stash, especially if you have Kamara and could be usable on his own if that is a flex. And if Kamara is out, he's he's a starter, I'd say for sure. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. This was a little surprising to me being a local Tennessee fan. Julio was put on IR before the game on Sunday. So I guess he tweaked his hamstring again in practice. This thing is say, what an issue I, this has become. I was gonna say I felt like that. Okay, I guess coming out of nowhere is not the right word, but every leading up to the game, everyone's like, okay, AJ Brown is the questionable one. He's you know fighting his tweak injuries, and then all of a sudden Julio's on the IR. It's like whoa. Okay, I didn't see that one coming, but I mean, if it's happening late in practice, nothing you can do about it. Uh, but man, I was hoping more out of AJ Brown with Julio down, but man, nothing. Nothing. Dude, it was it was weird. The Titans continue to win, and We're they just find a way. Now. So They're gross. winning with their three tight ends: Michael Pruitt and Jeff Swaim and Anthony Fursker. I told you, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, they they ended up so I think AJ drew a lot of Marshawn Lattimore, um, coverage, which is which is the shadow yeah. coverage that New Orleans is capable of shutting somebody down. That yeah. freed up a guy named Marcus Johnson, who I've never heard of, <laughs> and he came in and had a big game. He had five catches for hundred yards. So I don't know. It's hard to hard to predict with the Titans. Uh, their receivers are kind of like the Patriots running backs, but uh, Julio's not going to be out there for at least two more weeks. And Jeez. this has been a this has been a disaster of a move, honestly, for for the Titans. Yeah, so that's just so surprising, you know. Especially guys so talented who wanted out to, you know, can I get a fresh start, new great offense, and just dud start off bad in off season with issues with the coach and the first couple of weeks with a penalty. Yeah, it's just not been good for Julio. Not been good. Uh, Big Ben hit hit the COVID list as well, so he did not play this week. He does have symptoms. They had Mason Rudolph in there who was not good. He ended up tying the Lions, so that's all you really need to know there. Let uh, me give you a quick <laughs> let me give you a quick side story here. So I am here, uh, as I said, on location, but the parade has died down. But I'm also with my uh, brother in law and father in law, and um, every weekend we do uh, college pick 'em, and then this weekend, since we were all together on Sunday, we did NFL pick 'em, and. Um, there was a tie after the college games. And so, okay, okay well, the tiebreaker will be, it was between uh, my father-in-law and my brother-in-law. There's a tie. And so the tiebreaker was going to be who had uh, between Mason Rudolph and Jared Goff, like who's going to have more yards and predict their yards. So my father-in-law picked Mason Rudolph and he said, he's going to have 175 yards. And then my brother-in-law picked uh, Jared Goff and he's going to have 225 
So we were kind of giving my father-in-law crap because like 175, like what is that? Like that's a terrible guess. So then the best part is at halftime, Jared Goff has 11 yards. <laughs> that was the, I, we just thought that was the best and most hilarious fact. He had um, he had 40 yards like deep into the fourth quarter. I was yeah. I was like, what has happened? He 40 passing yards. 40, he ended up with like 120, but he got most of those in overtime. So my father-in-law actually ended up winning with Mason Rudolph guessing 175 because he was closer because I think Mason Rudolph finished with 230. But again, yeah. the fact that Jared Goff had 11 yards at halftime was the best. What a debacle. What a yes. debacle. Um, there's a chance that Big Ben's going to miss next week, too. They're saying because of the symptoms, he is vaccinated. So if he gets if he's symptom free, I think 48 hours before kick and he gets a negative test or something, there's there's some protocol there. But just keep an eye on it. It did seem to impact the receivers a little bit. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. And then you mentioned it, too. But Cam returned to Carolina. He scored touchdowns on his first two plays of the game. <laughs> yeah. He ran yeah. one in and he came in and threw one to none other than Robbie Anderson, who has been. Left yeah, how about dead. that guy? I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> He is still alive, and he's been resurrected by Cam Newton. Um, they said Cam's taking first-team reps this week as a starter, so it looks like he's going to be a starter, and it looks like Sam Darnold is not going to be a Panther ever again. Ever again. Like, first of all, when you saw him sign Cam, you're like, okay, is it gimmicky? Is it just kind of filling? But then you see his contract, and you're like, that you are not signing him to be a backup. It could yeah. be worth up – it's 4.5, like, guaranteed, and then up to $10 million. Yeah, that's not – that's not backup money. So, Sammy, uh, you just say you're hurt and seeing ghosts for the rest of the year. So, yeah, well, that's for eight games of play, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's for a half of a season. So, that's a $20 million dollar contract. Like, yeah, if you prorate it, it's a starting quarterback $20 million deal. You probably yeah. be top 10. Yeah. So, I agree. I think that's, uh, and, they, and they've said like they're leaving the door open for him to win the starting job for next year. So, I think this is probably going to turn into a longer term deal, uh, which is good, which is probably good for Carolina, good for Cam Newton. Um, interesting to see him back there, but pretty cool. Yeah. Russell Wilson, I mentioned this earlier, but he, he returned and looked pretty rusty. I think he, I watched a lot of this game because I've got, I started him and I've got players on both teams there. And I thought he threw the ball well, like it, it came out of his hand pretty cleanly. The timing was off and he was under and overthrowing, you know, uh, his receivers. So like some of those deep shots, he underthrew several of them, which is pretty uncharacteristic. I don't think it was a strength issue. I don't think it was a grip issue because I saw him overthrow some of those too. Right. And then all over the place, all over the place. And then he was back shoulder throwing like slants, which is something that's totally about timing. The slant is a timing route. It's a one step fire and he's throwing back shoulder, which, which means he's off a little bit there. So I just a little bit rusty. It's going to be a little bit hard to trust him short term. I don't know how long it's going to take for him to get back to normal. Maybe it's just one week of practice and he's good, but I mean, also to his to his defense a tiny bit, obviously this is a tough injury, but as you said, that probably wasn't as much of a factor with the over and under throws, but uh, it's also a tough condition in Green Bay. I mean, that was frigid cold. It was snowing. Yeah. It's not like Aaron Rodgers blew it up. It was a 17 nothing game. True. Um, and that was that late score at the end too. So, I mean, you got to put that into a little bit of a play, but you're right. I think it was a little shaky to see Russ do that his first game back. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he would still be a must start, but a little hesitant. <laughs> I got to ask you, so let's assume the matchups are fairly equal because they're both kind of negative. I've got Russell Wilson. I've got Jalen Hurts. And this was the quandary I found myself in this week. I should have started Hurts. I would have had a much easier Monday night and not have to bank on a miracle. But I started Russell Wilson. And next week, they're, they're both playing kind of negative matchups, things like Arizona and 
somebody for uh, I forget who Jalen's playing. Kind of negative matchups. They're both playing at home. Who would you go with there? I mean, I do kind of want I need to check to see who the Eagles are playing just because I mean the Cardinals D, they let up. I mean, they got whooped this week. They got whooped. So I don't think necessarily that would be too much of a detractor, but Russell Wilson again, not looking the best. So I think it just comes down to who the Eagles are playing. If it's, I mean, I, I they're playing New Orleans. Orleans. I just checked. They're playing New Orleans. So, oof, man, that is tough. Um, dang, I don't know, man. Might have to think about that, and I'll give you an answer on Thursday. I'm gonna see. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. And I'm gonna see if the practice is good this week. You may get a report that Russell's feeling better. He called himself 90 percent going into that game. I would. I would argue that's not true. You were not 90. <laughs> you were not 90. percent um, But who knows? Uh, Mike White finally came back down to earth. Really sad to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you've been high on the Mike White train, but can we all just take a breath? And be like, okay, let's pump the brakes here. On yeah. Mike White. I think we can all agree. I just don't understand how he blew up so much. Yeah, he had a good game, like against the Bengals. He did. He, he looked great. But then now they're saying Zach Wilson's out. Get him out. We all want Mike White. Mike. Okay, here we are. We're back down. Everyone can relax. Welcome this is why you don't here. jump to conclusions, right? <laughs> I will say like, um, and, and this, this is kind of leading into the blind resumes that we'll go to in just a minute. But I was, when I was doing the research for the resumes, I wanted to find different, different ways to slice the data. And I was looking at season averages and I was looking at last four weeks averages and stuff like that. If you yeah. do season averages and you try and pull any skill position, it's, it's crazy. Like as, as up and down of a year it has been, and as, as many studs have kind of busted and as many random players have been great. If you pull the averages, it's still the main names at the top. It really yeah. is. They may be having some bad games or whatever, but you're still seeing Tyreek Hill, Devonta Adams, Stephon Diggs. They're all in the top five or ten, kind of where they sh- where they were drafted. You know, and mm-hmm. it seems like that's not the case because this year's been crazy. But and to that point, I think it's what I'm saying. I guess is like over time, everything kind of a- averages itself out. <laughs> everything comes back to normal. <laughs> so yeah, Mike White throwing four picks against the best defense in the league. That that checks out. That sounds right. That checks out. Last note, I want to give you some a shout out here because I usually talk about how my Titans are whooping that ass. <laughs> Patriots whoop that ass yes. against the Browns. Wow. They score what 45 unanswered points or something like that. They go down seven nothing. And then uh, hey, how about finally winning at home? That's, they were that's one true. and four at home coming into this game with four no being on the road. So hey, no, they look like a complete team, man. My Patriots are looking good. I mean, Stevenson, Mac Jones was yeah. in control of that game. I mean, he loves Hunter Henry in that red zone. He will yeah. love the Hunter Henry stat lines per game are hilarious. It's two catches, 20 yards, touchdown. Like, okay, well. Three catches, 40 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, so all right. Bring that in. You're good to go. So, no, man, they're looking good. They're going to just give me some false hope, though. I'm a little nervous. They still got tough games. They got the Bills twice. Uh, they still got, they got your Titans, don't we? We got your Titans. Or Maybe no. so. The Titans played the Jets. I don't know if we have a whole uh, divisional thing. Oh, but, we played the Bills and the Jets. Yeah, so they got to play the Patriots still, I bet. So, I mean, we still got a lot of tough games left, but I like what I'm seeing. Six and four, I'll take right now. Shoot, yeah. And big shout-out to Jacoby Myers getting his first ever his touchdown. First touchdown. <laughs> when I remember reading that a couple weeks, I'm like, wow, he has not scored a touchdown yet. It's ridiculous. He's, he's thrown for two in his career. He just yeah. didn't caught one. It took Brian Hoyer coming in there to hook him up. Right. It was Brian. See, maybe uh, Mac Jones has got to watch out for his starting job. Quarterback controversy. 
Jacoby's right. going to be petitioning for Brian. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's everything from around the league. What do you say we jump into some blind resumes here? Oof. Okay, I'm a little nervous that you're the only one giving them to me. But yeah, so let's... you've been partying in Michigan with the uh, the group of folks who who tied this week, yep. and so I've come up with all of the blind resumes, and <laughs> we'll see how you do. Again, I slice and dice this a couple different ways. Um, the first one I'll give you is just a straight total season. season. Okay. Both teams have had their buys. So same number of games. I think eight games a piece here. Okay. These are wide receivers. Okay. Got it. So uh, wide receiver one has got 84 targets, Ooh. 57 receptions. Okay. 641 yards and two touchdowns. Okay. That's 133.6 points. Okay. So that is, that's like Cooper cup after three weeks. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's Cooper <laughs> cup in two games. Yes. <laughs> All right, and wide receiver two has 84 targets as well. 49 receptions here. Okay. 632 yards and four touchdowns. All right. So it's so, 137.4 points. All right. So that guy's, I mean, they're both getting targeted the same. Second guy is making more with the receptions. He's getting more touchdowns. The second guy's getting more touchdowns. The first guy has more receptions and more yards. Right. Oh, man. You know what? I, you know me, I in our PPR league, I like the reception. So I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go wide receiver A. All right. So wide receiver A is Brandon Cooks. Oh uh, yeah. decision. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was drafted 86th overall. Wide receiver B is Terry McLaurin. Oh, uh, you know what? He's uh 32 yeah. overall. Yeah. I regret this. Which is kind of <laughs> interesting, right? I mean, uh, again, this is what makes Pond Resume so much so much fun is that like Brendan cooks. And I said this earlier in the season, the first like five weeks or so he was money in the bank, really solid production, a lot of targets, a lot of receptions, yeah. high volume, not a lot of touchdowns that plays out here in the stats that we're looking at. And mm-hmm. so I think if, if uh Tarot can get over the three interception game he had last week, uh, he could come back and Brandon cooks have a really nice finish to the year. Well, there we go. I have Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. All right, so we got running backs next. These are season averages. So this is not inclusive of number of games or anything like that. And so I did that on purpose because – Oh, it's season averages. Season averages. You're talking about game averages for the entire season so far. So running back one, 70.7 rushing yards per game, 0.8 touchdowns per game, 2.4 receptions for 21.6 receiving yards, and 0.2 touchdowns, which I think is just one touchdown uh, on the year. That's 17.67 points per game for this running back. Ooh. All right. Okay. Good. Total. Solid. Really good. Yeah. We're at two 60.2 rushing yards. So less rushing yards, 0. 0.8 mm-hmm. touchdowns. Same there. 3.3 receptions for 26.8 receiving yards, but okay. no touchdowns in the receiving game yet. 17.37 points per game. Wow. So both in the 17s. That's, I mean, yeah. those are great averages. Yep. I feel like one's going to be a no name guy or not a no name, but. Uh, a lesser name obviously at first i was going to think that uh running back two was going to be Najee harris because he's probably in like the 60-ish range but he gets more receptions and more yardage and obviously more touchdowns in the receiving game so it's it's not Najee. yeah um mm-hmm. but i mean with all this being said i'm going to go with running back a i like it. obviously the yardage better um i think yeah i'm going to go running back a okay I was hoping you'd say that because that's Joe Mixon. That's your boyfriend. <laughs> your favorite, Joe Mixon. Son of a bitch. But He's I running mean, back uh, running back nine on the season for points per game. 
it's because he's not on my team. So obviously he's doing well. So that's true. You, if you keep him at arm dis- arm's distance, he can, he can continue to be a great running back. Exactly. Running back two is Kareem Hunt. And so huh. I, thought, I thought it was interesting because he's missed time. Obviously he's missed like yeah. four weeks, but it shows you on a per game average in. what he can do. And he's running back 11. And the purpose of doing this one specifically and the next two as well is that some of these people could be acquisition targets for you. They don't have the same name value. I think Kareem Hunt's got the stigma that he's sharing time, splitting time. He's not getting full RB1 workload. And so someone might undervalue his contributions to their team. But this guy's a top 12 running back, you know. Well, I was going to say, I think, um, you know, before he went down, I think fantasy-wise he was doing better than Nick Chubb, which. um, Yeah, he is averaging more even after he, like when you cut off his stats and cut off Chubb's stats when he was injured, uh, Chubb is RB12 on average. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you didn't think they could support two top 12 running backs, but dang, man, they are. Yeah. So, again, I'm not suggesting you go trade Joe Mixon for Kareem Hunt, but I'm saying you right. could probably get Kareem Hunt cheap, a lot cheaper than Joe Mixon because of the perception that he's not Because of the perception and name, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Again, blind, man. You got to look at him blind. I know. So here's another good one for you. These are wide receivers, and I'm also doing season averages here. Same as last yeah. one, so regardless of injuries. We've got wide receiver one has 8.1 targets per game. 4.9 receptions, 92.8 yards per game, and 0.8 oh, wow. touchdowns. 18, okay. eight, so 18.69 points per can game. Can I guess that guy? Yeah, I think you know who this is. Jamar Chase? This is Jamar Chase. Okay. Wide receiver two, 8.4 targets, so a few more, slightly more targets. 5.8 receptions. He's doing better okay. converting. Yes. 83.6 yards per game, so a little bit less. Hmm. Also has 0.8 touchdowns. 19.08 points per game. So Jamar had 18.69. This guy yeah. is 19.08. Hmm. Who is that going to be? Huh. I feel like that's going to be someone weird. I knew that Jamar one. Like I could just tell just by that breakdown, the fact that four the yardage in the low receptions. Yards. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's got to be him. I thought that might give uh, away. So wait, it was this wide receiver two is five receptions for what? 5.8 for 83.6. Wow, that's a lot of receptions. Uh, huh. I'm not going to sh- – I don't know who it is. But, I mean, just for the game's sake, I'll go with wide receiver B. I like the, the number of receptions. Yeah, the receptions are higher. You got more points per game as well. Wide receiver right. B is Antonio Brown. Huh. Yeah, his, so when he's playing, I mean, it he's is falling a out, right? Sample size, smaller sample size, but, I mean, when he's playing, he's, he's like wide receiver one for them. Brady loves looking for him. So overall, on average, AB is wide receiver four and Jamar is wide receiver six. And again, same practice here, which is not to say that AB doesn't have the name value because he he does, but But he's been injured. And so the the issue here, I'd say, is like if he's been injured and he's riding somebody's bench, like somebody's going to have to say like, dude, I got to I got to win now. I can't afford to wait on him to come back as another good acquisition target. If you are in the lead in your league or if you're pretty safe, go after him. So are you saying that uh, Antonio Brown is on the trading block for your team, my friend? Not for my nine and one team. No, <laughs> I can afford to wait. <laughs> I'll wait for him to come back. I still trotting out Debo every week. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Last one for you. These are quarterbacks. Okay. Season averages here as well. Not that either of these guys have really missed time though. I think they both had their bye week. So these, I think they've both played the same number of games. Okay. So QB1, 242 passing yards, 1.3 touchdowns, 
one interception per game, 27.4 rushing yards per game, and he's got one touchdown on the year. That's 19.01 points per game. Good. That's not that good. It's not that terrible, but, yeah, it's not great. QB2, 252 yards per game, 1.7 touchdowns, 0.9 interceptions, so nearly the same, but only four rushing yards per game. Does have one rushing touchdown. Ooh. <laughs> 19, yeah, 19.18 points per game. So, clearly, different styles. Different styles. Um, I mean, you know me. I, I feel like I, I never have running quarterbacks. I just never do. Uh, so, I'm going to go B. You're going to go B. That's good. B is your boyfriend, Matt Ryan. <laughs> yes, I knew one of them was going to be Matt Ryan. And I was hoping. I, I was like, okay, the first one's Matt. Uh, but I had a feeling it was going to be Matt. <laughs> That's right. So, he is – it's like quarterback 19 or 20 range. He's kind of in that range. Um, quarterback one, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. What nearly identical. Yeah, what nearly identical guys. points per game. <laughs> there you go. Matty Ice, elite quarterback. Hey, you knew I was riding with him. You knew yeah, it. You were riding with him. You've been <laughs> about that forever. Hey, he had a great week last week. He had a great. He week. did. Yeah, hey, point six eight points this week. Hey, it's more than it. Justin Fields. That's all that mattered. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I was I was worried about um, Fields being on the bye and then having to think about Ryan going up by another thirty more points. But alas, right. Matt Ryan got less than five weeks. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's just taking it easy on me. All right, what do you say we get into some waiver wire targets? All right. Hey, good job on those blind resumes. Those were good. Those were good. I liked it. Thanks, even man. If I, even if I did get stuck with freaking Mixon, but you did at least Mixon. I got my boy, Matty Ryan. Matty Ice. All right, so um, quarterback, the only real noteworthy name here is Cam Newton, and I was curious to get your thoughts. I thought we could do like a mini cheese segment on him, folding, okay. spreading, cutting. What are your thoughts about him as a starter going forward? I mean, you figure he's going to be taking over – next week or in two weeks if not next week and i mean he's a he's not going to be a starter for you but he might be a good pickup you know again if you're facing if you're a team with these late buys you know like um there's still teams at week 13 14 that have their bye weeks and hell i mean when he was in new england yeah he wasn't throwing for many touchdowns but he's always he had 17 rushing touchdowns that was so, insane that yeah, was insane I might be off on that. I might be a little high, but it was, it was 700 actually. Yeah. <laughs> 17 to 700. Yeah. About that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm falling to cutting on the fence, the sense that it's worth a stash on your bench, especially if you haven't had your bye week for your quarterback. I mean, I have Carson Wentz as my backup quarterback right now. Is he really that much more valuable than a fully starting Cam Newton? It depends week to week. You look at the matchups. So I think he's worth it. So I'm, I'm folding to, to spreading. I'm sorry, folding to spreading. I accidentally said cutting. So I'm folding to spreading on this one. My concern with Cam is twofold. One, twofold. Yes. Twofold. See what I did there? <laughs> one, that last year when he was playing for New England, it was weird, man. He was putting up points because he scored touchdowns, but like he threw for like 130 yards a game or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he just no, it wasn't was, it passing. Was <laughs> and I don't know what that was all about, you know? I mean, he's back in Carolina. He's got chemistry with DJ Moore, at least. So, he, and he's got better weapons. Uh, clearly, he's got chemistry with Robbie Anderson. Look at that. He, he's already developed some chemistry with Anderson. He's got <laughs> CMC. So, I mean, there's a lot better weapons here. So, I guess that would yeah. should, should open him up to pass for more yards, but tough to trust. Um, and then the other thing is, if you're going to stream him, 
based on matchup. Like, what's a good matchup for a guy whose primary points come from rushing touchdowns at a quarterback? You know, like, do you want a bad passing matchup? Do you want a good passing matchup? Do you want a bad overall defense? Do you want a defense that's bad against running still, quarterbacks? I mean, how do you I know? I still think I would go for, like, a bad – I mean, if it's a good passing matchup, because then that'll open it up his arm, which then opens up his legs. Because if he's able to then make these passes, which seems to be what he's been struggling with of late, that just means he can then run now because then he has to respect his his throws. So a good passing matchup would still be so that still follow the same logic you would for yeah. anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I guess I'm folding on him as well. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a lean. I'm I'm just gonna fold. Just stay at fold. Yeah. And see. Uh, running back. This is where it gets interesting. So AJ Dillon's got to be the number one waiver. This number week, one. Use your he, waiver on that guy. He's got at least one week, probably two weeks of first running back duties. Uh, if he's available in your league, you got to snag him up. He's also he was already getting a good amount of run anyway when Aaron Jones was healthy. Yeah. So if no one's got him, uh, you got to go after him. After him, you're looking at either Ramondre Stevenson or Mark Ingram. So I think you've got Kamara. I would go for Ingram and make sure you got that handcuff covered and it could be valuable to use on his own anyway. Uh, Stevenson, man, this is if you trust anything about the the Patriots backfield. Like I agree with what you said. Damian Harris is going to get his job back, I think. But Stevenson, they don't have a second back and they usually do. It's been a different guy almost every game. He could have, with that performance, made himself the second back. And that's a valuable role Yeah, if it happens. True. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Again, he's worth the stash. I don't think I'd necessarily – if I had the top waiver priority, obviously it's A.J. Dillon. I'm not wasting it on Ramondre, but he's worth to try and get if you can. If you have a lower waiver priority, go for it. Um, it's worth yeah. the stash. Just anything could happen with him. Yeah, or snag him on free agency after the waivers. Set yeah. your alarm for 3 in the morning. You know, yeah. Whatever you got to do. Actually, it's like All weird. Right. It's like 3.52. I always like, why is it 3.52? <laughs> it is. It is. It's a weird time. Um, wide receivers. Here are some names. I don't know if you want to use a waiver on these guys, um, but I'm going to throw the names out there at least so you can take a look at them. So we talked about Van Jefferson uh, earlier in the segment. He got a lot of run last night. He was second on the team in targets. So it stands to reason that he's going to get more involved with Robert Woods out. But that again, that was with Odell new to the team and not really fully integrated. So I don't know. There's a lot of mouths to feed there. If you include Higby, I don't know that he's going to be any more valuable now than he was before Robert Woods went down because they just basically, I think, replace Woods with Beckham. So um, I think but, we can, uh, I think we can take Higby off as a mouth to feed after what the hell he did against San Francisco. My God, did he look bad? He had drops. <laughs> he caused the pick six. If I'm Matt Stafford, I'm like, I'm not throwing it to you. Anymore. I don't think I'm going to throw to you. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's fair. Sorry to your mom. I know that's her tight end. And I had, I, I had way high hopes for him. And man, he sucked this week. He's not been good. Um, in Pittsburgh, so this was kind of interesting. So James Washington and Ray Ray McLeod were both kind of fill-ins for that number two receiver with Chase, Chase Claypool being out. Right. Washington's got history with Big Ben. And if Claypool has to continue to miss time, I think he's interesting. However, McLeod had 12 targets this week, <laughs> and he caught nine for 63. So it's tough to know which of those to trust going forward. Maybe McLeod was good because he's got a better connection with Rudolph. James Washington did catch a touchdown, which he has been known to do. I, I don't like know James, which one you want to go for, but James Washington to me has always been this guy that's like, oh, he's going to break out this year. This is the year he's going to break out. Okay, no, 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 for real. And he never does. And he's yeah. just, and then he'll do this. He'll get a touchdown. He'll look pretty solid. It's like, okay, maybe I should pick him up. But 
don't know. I, I'm not a big James Washington guy just because being burned in the past, just hearing like, this is the year he's finally going to, but he doesn't. Um, I mean, yeah, if McLeod has that chemistry with Mason, that might be the guy over Washington. I just think Washington too has too many big swings and misses for me. Yeah, that's fair. Again, I probably wouldn't waver on those guys, but no, no. If you no. if you need a dart throw at a flex, I think either one could be played, and we'll keep monitoring it in the next game yep. to see what happens. I don't know how how long Claypool's going to be out. It's a toe injury; those things can linger. Uh, it's tough to say. Yeah, for sure. And then the last name I put on here, we talked about earlier too, is Marcus Johnson. Whoever the hell he is for the Titans, <laughs> he's got at least <laughs> two more you. weeks, and I think he's going to start. I guess with Julio out. Yeah, um, I'll he, let you take that guy. I'll defer to you on him. That's your your hometown boy. So he he led the team in targets. He had six targets. He caught five for a hundred. Um, I guess he's filling in. Like in previous games when Julio was out, it was Nick Westbrook Aquina or Chester Rogers or somebody. This guy kind of came in and became the number two. So I, I guess he's the guy. Um, again, it's probably maybe more of a dart throw. But if he does it again next week, you might be you might be mad you didn't pick him up. So I don't know if I do a waiver on him. I probably just do free agent pickup. But it'd be worth stashing if you got somebody you can cut. Oof. Tight end. I'm going to mention these tight ends again. Again, not waivers for tight ends. But Dan Arnold, Tyler Conklin, two guys we mentioned before, mm-hmm. both both good plays this week. Both top ten. I would have been better off starting either one of them in our <laughs> do it bet than Hawkinson <laughs> yeah. or Darren Waller because <laughs> those guys <laughs> both sucked. Um, but, yeah, Dan Arnold and Tyler Conklin, if they're out there and available in your league and you need tight end help, Go for it. If you got Higby, I'd probably take either one of those guys over him. I think Conklin, because he's he's been getting touchdowns with Kirk Cousins, so he's he's definitely worth a pickup. Dan Arnold's getting the yards and the and the receptions with in Jacksonville, but I mean, yeah, both both viable. Can I just very briefly mention that Dan Arnold and Jamal Agnew were both studs this week after <laughs> all the hate you gave me for putting two Jags on the waiver wire? <laughs> Dan Arnold has well, been was, rock solid. I was pissed because I was watching the game cast of that. And, um, you know, I had to start Marvin Jones at wide receiver and because uh, DeAndre Hopkins was out again. But so I see, oh, a 66 yard touchdown was it Marvin Jamal. I, son of a bitch. It was Agnew a rushing touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had five targets. So he didn't bad. catch any of them. So, I mean, if he catches some balls, he had an even bigger week. Um, and the last tight end I'm going to mention here, Gerald Everett. He looked pretty good in that Seahawks game. He was probably the only player that looked good. He caught all, all uh, eight of his targets, 63 yards. As Russell's finger gets healed, he has to check down more often. Everett was that's, the guy. That's what I viewed as him at the beginning of the year. You know, again, finally yeah. getting that that lone tight end role. He's not splitting it with Higby. And uh, that's what I viewed him doing. And he's finally doing it with a gimpy Russell Wilson. So, hooray? Question mark? Uh, well, I will say, to your point, in the in the four games he's played with Wilson, because he's had some injuries too. Right, he was hurt. Three of those games, he was in double digits. And he's, he's been like a top 10-ish tight end so you were i think you were probably more right than wrong on him beginning of the season uh so he's been pretty solid i'll take it you'll take it all right let's get an update on the yahoo league this was wild man so a bunch of a bunch of close matchups again so this is the second week in a row low scoring for everybody close matchups for everybody i know you're a little salty you lost to your rival this was rivalry week in our league not you and, and I rivalry week. Not you just, and me uh, rival, which is always our, rivalry week. But our technical rivals, yes. I lost a towel because you lost a towel. If you see my freaking output from my wide receivers, that's why. So obviously Dude, it was bad. hurt, so he didn't play. So I had to go with AJ Brown, who I thought, especially with Julio out, would have a big day. He got me like three points. Uh, freaking Cortland Sutton, three points. Marvin Jones, like four points. 
I mean, Dalvin Cook did fine. He got me around 20. Leonard Fournette got 17. Brady was off. So it was just yep. terrible. It was bad, dude. You got, you got jobbed. I need actually, to actually wrote this down for you. You had 3.3 from AJ, 4.9 from Cortland, and 5.5 from Marvin. So pretty Marvin terrible. Jones was my best wide receiver. Your best receiver. <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's the sad thing, too. It's like he was my best. And the worst part was there was nothing I could have played on my bench that did any better because you were either on bye or hurt or whatever. So that sucks. Bad. And the, what's even more, and this is where I'll say this is incredibly embarrassing. You saw who he's rolled out at quarterback, right? I saw Matt Ryan get 0.68 points against you. <laughs> yeah. He rolled out Matt Ryan as his starter and I still lost. So still couldn't beat him. That's embarrassing. Sucks, man. Well, I, I had a dud as well. I went into Monday night and needed an absolute miracle from Debo. And of course it's Debo. So, you know, he's capable, but I needed 28 right. PPR points. All right. And I, I started Russell Wilson instead of Jalen Hurts, and Russell shit the bed, and I was, like, kicking myself. I was like, damn it. If I had started Hurts, I would have gotten 17 more points than I did, and I would only need, like, 11 from Debo, which is uh, – he did that in his sleep. So I needed 28 points to beat my brother last night. And holy shit, Debo got 30 Debo points. Balled. The Niners balled out, and they just decided to throw Debo everywhere. He was running back. He was wide receiver. He was – I'm surprised he didn't throw some balls. He had five carries out of the backfield for 30-something yards and a touchdown. And, and I mean, he is – God, it was fun to watch him, dude. He is a monster out there. He's a big, big dude. And he takes on a tackler, and you don't ever worry he's, like, going to fumble it or get hurt or whatever. He lays the stick on these guys. These little corners, man, he's a big dude. So, yeah, I get get why they give him the ball every time. And he was running out of the backfield. I mean, he's kind of like Cordero Patterson, but probably a little bit bulkier. But he looked oh, like yeah. him back there, you know, running out of the backfield. It's kind of similar. So better hands, better hands. <laughs> hell yeah, I'll take that Monday miracle. I want to give a shout out to the other winners in the league on Rivalry Week. So our boy Andy took out Drader, one twelve to one hundred. Cheese came back on Monday night to beat Blake, which I'm sure he was pretty stoked about. <laughs> These guys are bitter rivals. Ninety five, ninety two, and a low scoring affair. Oh, see, and that's annoying. Like, I would have beaten both of them. It's like, Not your rival, man. Not my rival. And then Chris came back on Monday night with Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby scoring some points for him, 133 to 119 to beat Ricky this week. Man, so there's, a lot there's of Monday the Monday night comebacks. Monday night comebacks. A lot of points scored last night. I am saddened to mention that my mom finally took her first L of the season. No. In her rematch with Ernest from the Freaking. week one rematch. Freaking she, Ernest. She went down. She had a couple of a couple of big letdowns from her team and a couple of guys on by as well. So her team is so stacked, I can't even believe it. So, I mean, oh, yeah. she will That's be fine. Her bench is better than half the teams in our league. So, she will be fine. Uh, be and, listen, better to get the L out of the way now yeah. so you don't have the pressure of going undefeated in the playoffs, right? Just ask the 2007 Patriots. Better That's to right. Get that loss out now. 18-1. Would have been a lot nicer if that one came during the Earlier. regular season. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier. <laughs> so, she's still in first place, though, 9-1. and one. Uh, I'm also in first place in our league. I've actually got a three-game lead now that I beat my brother. Yeah, you're, you're cruising. I'm kind of cruising. I might have even locked up a playoff, playoff spot. I'm not sure. I dropped out of the playoff spot, but I'm only a game back. So I just, You're fine. I need to, I need you're hanging to focus tight. up here. So you're hanging tight. You're, you're, you're I fine. I need to sneak in. Just need to sneak in. You're going to be fine. So that'll do it for the uh, Yahoo League update. One more thing I want to mention today. This is kind of fun. So we've got an email that we send out every week, and it's super fun. It's lighthearted, fun even semi-informative. So if you like the podcast, <laughs> if you want to see more of our content, we're not going to spam you just once a week. It's goofy. 
sign up for it. You go to email.foldinthecheese.com. Do it. Put in your email address. You'll start getting some magic in your inbox every Tuesday. It's pretty badass. Every Tuesday, man. It follows with our theme. It's good. So do it, man. It's great. Yeah. So we break down the players and assign them characters from the shows that we talk about on here. And then we also include the waiver wire picks and a nice little summary of the week's action. It's a good time. Are we going to assign anybody, Steve? I love Steve. He's probably Steve the Harrington. reformative arc I've ever seen. You know, Steve, uh, season one, he sucked. He's just like the biggest dick. But then season two, he's like the dad to all the kids. It's the best. I love Steve. Dude, yeah, he shattered Jonathan's camera in season one, I think. And then yeah, came back an and he was like, he and Nancy were like fending off the Demigorgon and stuff. So he's he came back pretty big time. Scoops Ahoy. I will tell you, Scoops Ahoy makes it. Scoops Ahoy. <laughs> Scoops Ahoy makes an appearance in the, uh, in the email. So yes. if you want to hear about that, sign up. Email.foldingcheese.com. And as always, keep passing this thing along to your friends. Send a text to a buddy and be like, hey, you guys got to listen to this episode. It's, it's crazy as hell. Uh, give us a review. We'd love to get a review on our iTunes or Google store or wherever. All the things, man. We like all, all the things. things. And hell, look us up. I mean, give us feedback. We just want to make it better for you. So send us a message. It doesn't have to be a good, nice message. We, we will hear anything and make it better. So don't We've been be called afraid. a lot of bad words, so we can, <laughs> we can handle it. Yes, let's be honest. In my 37 years on this earth, I've been called many a thing. So we're many good. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, that'll do it for this episode. It's been real. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, the parade is just wrapping up, so oh, good. hopefully it wasn't too rowdy on your guys' end. But What kind of candy are you working with on the parade? That's always a good... Uh, they were actually just throwing hard candies, some like Werther's Originals, so <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. I always liked when the Tootsie Rolls came out and the Fruities, the Fruity Tootsie Rolls. Ooh, yeah, I used to those. love those, man. I would, I would take a kid down in the streets to get that. To get those. The yeah. blue ones are the best. The blue, the blue ones. ones are good. Red, green, orange, any of them. They're all good. Okay, but yeah, sorry, stuck with Werther's Originals. I think Werther's Originals, hard candies. And little bags of sweet and low, so we're good. (laughs) All right, and quarters. They're throwing quarters from from your couch. (laughs) All right, well, that does it with folding the cheese. As always, keep on folding that cheese. Keep on folding. And she did drama. That's a bad look. And she's in band? No. Now that you're out of high school, which means you're technically an adult, don't you think it's time you move on from primitive constructs such as popularity? A primitive construct? Yeah. That's some stupid shit you learned at camp? No, nothing.